Well, good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's, it's good to say that. Um, we can actually say that it has already begun, even though we're not ready for it. Christmas is here. And even the Advent season is here. Aren't you enjoying this Advent time? I've been enjoying it. And we've we had our first Advent service last night, and the Spirit was good. The Spirit was good as we prepare and um, celebrated the Advent. And we're reminded that Jesus is Lord. In Him we have hope. So this morning we're going to sing some, some carols. So you're welcome to either use the hymnals in front of you. Yes, all the songs we'll be singing this morning are out of the hymnals. And, but if not, they'll be displayed on the screen. So. Let us join together this morning in singing, O come, O come, O come all ye faithful.
chapter 2 verse 7 says she gave birth to her firstborn a son and placed him in a manger i'm going to ask for your participation this morning we're going to have the ladies sing verse 1 and men we're going to come and sing verse 2 and we'll all join together and sing verse 3 together okay children in thy tender care and fit us fit us for heaven that is my prayer every day too that I be fit and I think that is our prayer as a church that we be fit for heaven and so let us sing this together and let this be your prayer this morning as we celebrate this Christmas season Thank you. 
shout for joy to the Lord, says Psalms. All the earth, for he comes. Let us sing together joy to the world. sing the songs of Christmas and miss the whole message. Isn't it true? We can just sing the songs and let it just be just songs. But if we really pay attention to what's being sung, there's actual truth and meaning behind it. Well, it is a joy. Sorry about that. It is a joy and honor to stand before you this morning. But I not only stand before you as chaplain, but just as a brother in Christ. And um, I've been praying about what, what God would like for us to receive from his word this morning. And, and I believe God has answered my prayer. But he answered my prayer with a question. Is that possible? I don't know, maybe preachers can help me. Can he answer your prayer with a question? Is that possible? I think so. But, um, but there's a question that has been surfing itself over and over uh, lately. And it is a question that I had to answer too. Is the question, who are you? Who are you? If I were to come sit, sit by you uh, where you're at right now and begin to conversate with you, uh, I have to admit there's a lot about you that I do not know. So... I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. But if I, if I were to come by and sit by you and, and ask you, who are you? 
what would our conversation be like? And what would be eventually be your answer to my question? Who are you? Well, our text deals with this same question. Uh, it tells of a certain individual, individual who was asked this very question, and um, it comes from the Gospel of John. So if you have your Bibles, your swords, John chapter 1. John chapter 1, starting with verse 19. And it says, Now this was John's testimony. When the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was, he did not fail to confess, but confessed freely. I am not the Christ. They asked him, Then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Finally, they answered, Who, finally they answered, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. Who do you say about, what do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah, the prophet, I am the voice of the one calling in the desert. Make straight the way for the Lord. So who is John? It tells us in verse 6, and where I would like for us to focus our, our um, attention on, at, back up at verse 6, and it says, There came a man who was sent from God, and his name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. The word of the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I ask that you would just speak to us this morning and just how John was asked the question, who are you? May we just be asked that very question this morning. Who are we? God, I just pray that your word um, speak to, truth to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So who's John? Before we begin to unravel our, our text, uh, let us um, learn a little bit about John. John was uh, born to a priestly family. His father was Zechariah, and his, mo his mother was Elizabeth. And, but more important than his parents were his, his reason and his purpose in life. And it began as an angel of the Lord uh, heard Zechariah and Elizabeth's prayer. And even though uh, Zechariah was old in age and Elizabeth was barren, God blessed him with a son. And his name was John. And Luke tells us the angel of the Lord reveals to Zacharias, saying, uh, Your son, he will be a joy and delight to you, it says. And many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will, bring great, he will be great in the sight of the Lord. Many of the people of Israel be, will be well. He bring back to the Lord their God to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So John grows up and he begins to minister with the power of the Holy Spirit and he preaches the baptism of, of repentance uh, for the forgiveness of sin. And this is what, what John's purpose was, to, to minister and to prepare the way. And as I was beginning to read and, and to kind of explore a little bit about John's life, and it, I was reminded, you know, we all have 
a unique story about where we come, come from. I was encouraged a couple uh, last month when Dr. Strike came and he reminded us that we all have a story. And uh, one thing that was brought to my attention that um, God was beginning to speak to me about is, you know, uh, we, what, what is my story? Uh, what, how often do I tell my story? And so, uh, as mentioned before, I asked you, you know, who are you? Um, well, maybe I should answer that question. You're probably answer, trying, trying to ask me the same question. So, let me tell you a little bit about myself, who I am. I, I accepted Christ into my heart at a very young age. I, under the, the ministry of my, my own father. And I knew at that time, at a young age, in, in my teenage years, that, you know, God had a calling upon my life. But yet, what happened? My selfishness and um, my own um, carnal nature decided to, to run. And so I ran. I ran from that calling and I tried to find my place in this world. But, you know, it didn't take long for me to realize, you know, that this world wasn't for me. And God still loved me. And he still had a, a calling upon my life. And so I gave up. I quit running and I yielded my life. Uh, there's this... There's a song that says, My Wonderful Lord, um, I have found a deep peace that I had never had known. And, and it says, Since I yielded control of my body and soul to my wonderful, wonderful Lord. And it was until then, you know, I began to, um, to realize how much God had in store for my life. He had blessed me with a new life. He had blessed me with a, a beautiful wife. Some of you that know my wife, you got to tell her I said this about her, okay? <laughs> I need brownie points. I do, I do. And he has blessed me with um, two beautiful children. I have a five-year-old who is about to turn six this next week. And um, a one-year-old. They're a blessing in itself. And um, he has blessed me with ministry. And, he is, and right now I serve here as a chaplain, many of you know. And I also serve on staff at uh, Eastboro Church of the Nazarene as, as the worship pastor there and also a, a district uh, licensed minister in the Church of the Nazarene. So, you know, God has blessed me. And, but just like John the Baptist, his story, my story even begins at birth. Um, no, my parents weren't approached by an angel. Sorry. Even though some did say like, I did look like an angel, but I'm just kidding. That's not true. But no, as I was born also into a, a minister's family. And even, it's, it's kind of funny, when I was born, my, my mom went into labor. <laughs> While she was going into labor, my, my father was in the middle of a revival. He was in the middle of a camp meeting, and he gets word, and he goes, he decides to, well, let me preach my sermon first, and then I'll come be with you. So I was born, while I was being born, he was out preaching. So that's, that was the beginning of my um, how I came into this world. So I was born into, you know, the Nazarene church and all my upbringing uh, was centered around the holiness message. But it goes back even further than that. You know, you see, my father um, was not raised in a Christian home. In fact, we, we came from a family that was deep into the Native American traditions and um, worship idols and other gods. And my grandfather 
which is my father's dad, was um, studying and, and was preparing to become the next um, medicine man, which is a, was a shaman for the, for the local community. But that didn't happen. Because of alcohol, my grandfather was shunned from the, um, the practice and began to, he began to live a life of abuse and addiction. And he would go on with, um, for weeks and with binges of drinking. And my, gra my grandmother began to have no hope and all she could do was care for the children while he was away. And there came a time um, when one of my aunts, one of my father's sister, became very ill. You know, this is part of my story. This is my part of my story. This is part of my testimony. Because this is how, you know, God came into our lives. And there was a time when one of my aunts became very ill. They took her to a local hospital, but they could not find any diagnosis. So they flew her further away, about three hours from our, where we live. And at that time, you know, all you could, all you could um, um, travel by was, I believe, was horseback and wagon. And there was a time where my aunt became very ill in the, uh, the hospital there, and the doctors didn't know what to do. They didn't have no answer, and they began to prepare my grandmother for, um, to say goodbye. And so my grandmother, all she knew was, you know, these, the, the Native American tradition, and she began to search, and there were several um, shaman available to her. Um, and she went to them, and she, you know, tried to plead, and, and she gave them money and saying, you know, I need your help, I need your help. My daughter's about to die. But they, they couldn't give any answer to her. They couldn't help her. They said, we don't know what to do. So my aunt was, um, or I, my grandmother went back to the hospital and, and her sister was the one that took her to, to the hospital that day. And her sister, thanks be to God, had found a church. And it was a Nazarene church that came to the community and she was, she was attending. And she told my grandmother of, of this, uh, this, this Savior. She, she told and witnessed to her about this, this, this God who, who was able to, to heal, who had all the power, who was all-powerful, who was all-knowing. And out of desperation, my grandmother, that night, while holding her daughter, gave herself, her heart and her soul to the Lord. And she prayed and she gave her, her little daughter to God. And so she fell asleep that night on the, on the hospital bed, um, and the next morning she woke up just by herself. Of course, you know, many thoughts came to her mind, saying, oh no, they took my daughter away. And probably preparing her, you know, in the morgue or whatever. But little did she know, you know, out of the bathroom, here comes her little daughter. Walking out of there with nothing, nothing wrong with her. And the doctors couldn't explain they couldn't, they said, what did you do? What's going on? Why is she out of, you know, why is she out of bed? And from that moment, she, you know, my grandmother knew what had happened. God had healed her. And it was from that time, you know, my grandmother from that, from that time remained, remained committed, you know, to God. And she continued to serve the Lord. 
and time went on my grandfather was still you know in his drunkenness and his and he would still go and drink and be away for weeks at a time and, and he, he began and he realized there was a change that was was going on at home and he found out that you know my grandmother was going to church and he, he came back one day and he said you know if I ever find you in church and if, if I if I'm here and if I ever see you I'm gonna come over there and drag you out and so this would go on and and there was a time where he, he was away, my grandfather, and, and son, one Sunday they, the family went to church, and my grandmother took the kids there. And, and um, while they were at church, my, my grandfather returned back home, and one of the kids was tending to the sheep. And he said, where's everybody? Where's your mom? And the, one of the sons said, uh, they're not here, they're at church. So he made his way to the church, and... That Sunday morning, uh, as they were sitting there, my grandmother seen, you know, the doors fling open and, and my grandfather coming from a, uh, weeks of binging with not even a button to hold his, uh, his shirt together, came staggering in. And my grandmother praying there and say, oh no, this is the day when he's going to drag us out. As she began to prepare herself and as he, was, he approached He passed her, and he made his way down the aisle. And he made his way to the altar and he said, I need help. And it was at that moment, you know, God, you know, saved him. And from that day forward, he never touched, you know, a single drop of alcohol again. And God saved him from that. And from that like I say, from that day forward, he never drank again. And, and so since then, God, it had, it had it not been for my, my grandmother's sister who witnessed about this love, who witnessed about this Christ. Since then, my father has become a minister in the Church of the Nazarene. He has been, a, uh, and he's still serving today. And since then, three of my other uncles are now pastors in the Church of the Nazarene. And since then, you know, myself now have come to Bible college and, I, I, and I'm studying I'm steady and, and I'm continuing to study. And, and also my cousin, brother Gabriel, maybe many of you have seen him here on Tuesday. He's studying also and responding to the call. You know, my testimony in our text today tell us a little bit about who we are. Just just as John chapter 1 tells us there came a man who was sent from God his name was John he came as a witness the verse scriptures tells us that he was sent from God you know John wasn't just an any ordinary man he was part of a divine plan I believe that my grandmother's sister was part of God's divine plan for our life, for our history, for my testimony today. You know, I believe that even um, my, my grandmother's commitment and my grandfather's commitment um, was part of, you know, they were sent by God. And <laughs> I forgot to mention this to this 
mention this part is um, years later after you know God began to do his work and under the direction of my of my father my grandfather became a pastor as well and he studied the word and he he he, um, he pastored a church with third grade education a third grade education and he went through the the studies here are through the Bible College and he received his credentials and he was ordained in the Church of the Nazarene and you know if had it not been for my grandmother's witness the, the word today's word our text tells us that John was a witness of God he was a witness of the light and and his role was not the light and his role was to give a witness of the light John bore witness to um, so that others might believe not just some but all and my grandmother's sister gave witness to that light that day and my father gave witness to many including me of this light of this Christ our text tells us continues to say in verse 9 that the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world you know, John, you see John was a messenger of this true light. He bore witness. And my grandmother's sister was a messenger of this true light. You know, there was many other false lights that were available to, around then. But if, if it had it not been uh, my grandmother's sister who he bore witness and gave, uh, who was a messenger of this true light, you know, where would I be today? So, why is it important, you know, to believe that we were sent, that we are sent from God? I believe that your reason, your purpose for here, uh, NBC. I believe you're sent by God, here to NBC. No matter where you're at, whether it be in the online department, whether it be in, in the um, business portion, whether it be um, secretary, secretary, whether it be answering the phones. Where's she at? Oh, there you are. Whether it be answering the phones, you know, whether it be punching out numbers, whether it be uh, in the classroom, whether it be Patty working in the, in the bookstore, I believe that we are all sent by God. And um, you and I are sent by God to proclaim that gospel message. Uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 says, Therefore go and make disciples, you know this, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of age you know just as God sent John he has sent us Isaiah was approached with a question just as God called Isaiah he says then I heard a voice of God of the Lord saying whom shall I send and who will go for us and I said here am I send me I don't know about you, but this happens to me all the time. When, when here in Colorado Springs, I'm asked, you know, who are you? You know, where are you from? What are you doing here? Because they tell them, they can tell I'm not from this area, you know. And, and I tell them, you know, I, I, I go to, I, I attended uh, NBC, the Bible College. Do you get that a lot? You know, where, you work, where, where do you work? And you say, yeah, I work at Nazarene Bible College. You know, that, that, that's an opportunity, you know, 
for you to share you know I believe God has sent you here and you're working here and and we're here serving here for for a reason for God's purpose to be a witness and to to be a messenger of this true light just as John was and I encourage you it's important that you know that we believe that we are sent by God God has sent us here it is important that that we be witnesses and why be witness of God there's a world and that is that we live in even among amongst us this community I couldn't help but just to hear these chimes of um, Christmas carols this morning and as you begin to come to to chapel you're already beginning to worship and and there's people right here in this apartment complex that don't even know what that tune is all about but yet God has called us here to be messengers to be witness you know of this true light and to let them know I don't know next time you your approach next time you're 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 asked with a question you know where are you from what do you do let that be an opportunity for you to be a messenger a witness it is our job and duty to tell our, our family and our friends of the saving grace that we have found in Jesus Christ we are messengers and we live in a world where there are many false lights around us you know but we are messengers of the true light God is depending on us to, to and to relay this true message of Jesus Christ even even this Christmas season you know Jesus you've all heard that you know this the famous frame um, phrase you know Jesus is the reason for the season right um, may we just kind of embrace that even more um, as we um, live out lives of being a true witness just as John did so this is my story and I thank you for giving me an opportunity to share a little bit with you may you go from this place um, encouraged and to know that you know we all have a reason we all have a purpose okay let us pray Thank you Heavenly Father for meeting with us today thank you for your word and thank you for God ministering to me Lord Jesus through the life of John may my life just point to you all the time may I be a messenger may I be a witness may I be a messenger of the true light which is you Jesus go with us now may we be encouraged Lord Father that we all have a story and that story all points to you God pray all these things in Jesus name Amen you are dismissed Go in his peace.